renters and landlords beware. Scams are on the rise. In some cases, fraudsters are breaking into buildings, changing the locks and luring would-be tenants into fake leases. Other times, the fraud is a bit more sophisticated, but the results are the same. Tenants and landlords are being swindled out of thousands of dollars. So joining us now to discuss how you can protect yourselves against these scams is Stephanie Zimmerman, consumer investigations reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome to Reset. Hey, Sasha Ann. How are you? Doing well. Good to have you on. So talk to me. This this was concerning. I read your story and I was like, huh? How, how are scammers able to fake renting out a property? Yeah, you know, you think you you think you've heard them all. And and some of these scams are not necessarily new, but because of the COVID pandemic, there's a new wrinkle on it. There's always somebody trying to take advantage. Um, I started hearing about this a, a few months ago actually. Uh it's it started when people were kind of in more of full shutdown mode with COVID and there were a lot of vacant properties that people were not necessarily watching all that closely. Mm-hmm. So maybe like vacant apartments or, um, or even vacant foreclosed homes that are owned by banks. So the banks weren't necessarily visiting these properties as often as they might normally. And scammers, they gain access to these properties. They either break in. Sometimes they they literally just break the door down. Or um, if there's a lockbox outside, they just break into the lockbox and get the keys. And oh then they, you know, like you said, they change the locks and they get um, they, they get a fake lease. You can get a template online for a Chicago lease um, or a suburban one. And, um, and then they list the property online on any of those platforms where people would be looking for a rental. Uh, and if they get a prospective renter, this person gets a lease. They think they've actually rented a property mm-hmm. and they pay a security deposit and they will pay rent for as long as this goes on before it gets uncovered. So uh, the scammer might be there a couple of months taking rent. Wow. Um, yeah. And, and, and yeah. Then... And it only, it only is found out, you know, when the, when the property owner or their you know representative, a management company or whatnot, finally comes and they come to check out the property. And sometimes with these foreclosed homes, they're getting ready to sell the property and they go out there and lo and behold, there's a family living there and and it's a real shock wow. for everybody. So <laughs> so it sounds like some properties are more vulnerable than others, right? For instance, those foreclosed properties owned by a bank. Right. I, I think it's it's really any any place that's not being watched carefully, you mm. know. Um, with this scam, it, it could really happen anywhere. But I've been told it happens in the city and the suburbs, you know. And the sad thing is, when the when the, when it's finally uncovered, you have two victims, right? Because you have the property owner who was shocked to find that now there's a family living in this <laughs> supposedly vacant property, right. and then you have the renter who has spent all the time and money on the move and probably changing their address and all that, paying a security deposit, which they will never get back. And and if they stay there, try to stay there, they could potentially face eviction. So it's it, there's, there's a couple of different victims. Um, and right. some, sometimes, you know, they're able to work out, you know, an arrangement, right? So Right, because they were both wronged here. Right. Yeah. So I've talked to some people who say, you know, rather than spend the time and money to go to housing court, if the renter seems like a a good person and checks out, they could just 
you know, create a new lease for them. Although if the, if the property owner was planning to sell the building, then, you know, that's not an option. The person has to go. So it's very sad, actually. Yeah, and these fake landlords, they really just go MIA after all of this, right? Yeah, yeah. And they, they are taking all the payments um, either in cash or, or online. So, yeah, they're gone. Nice and they're easy. They're gone by the time it's uncovered. If you're just tuning in, our guest is Stephanie Zimmerman, consumer investigations reporter with the Chicago Sun-Times. And we're talking about what to watch out for as scams targeting renters and landlords are on the rise. So talk to us about protection, Stephanie. How can a renter protect themselves from these scams, first of all? Yeah, well, I think... um we should all trust our gut. Uh, I found a, a story that somebody had posted in the comments on, on my on this story online, and she said she almost got taken by this scam. Um, she found a place that looked great online, but then there were certain things that just seemed off. You know, like when she wanted to go see the property, the person claimed that they had a job as a long-haul trucker, and so they're never in town. So she should just, like, go to the lockbox and get the key and view the property for herself. And she thought that was weird Mm -hmm. because normally there's some representative that would meet you over there. Um, You know, so that just any kind of red flag like that is somebody who wants to do everything online and will never go to the property and never meet you there. Uh, you can also actually, you know, depending on the level of research you, you want to do, you could find out the real property owner by going to the recorder of deeds um, online. You know, you can actually find that out. Oh, that's a good tip. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Although that gets a little tricky, too, because some of these places use management companies, and, and like especially a bigger property. And there was a whole other scam that we wrote about um, in that same story where uh, residents of a building that had changed hands and had their management was really in flux. They had a succession of different management companies that were, you know, managing the property and collecting rent and so forth. And one day some guy shows up and he's super professional. He's in the building. He's got all this paperwork and he tells all the tenants he's from the new management company and this is where you should be sending your rent now. And, and he even went so far as to like ask them, you know, do you have any problems with your unit? Is there anything I can fix for you? Yeah, yeah. So it was like really believable, and and uh, many people in that building gave their rent to this guy, and then lo and so behold, he just came the in and said, "Hey." Says, so he just came in and said, "Hey, I'm with the new company. We're going to yeah. have to forward your payments over to this one." And people were just handing over banking information like it was a legit operation. Yeah, and the way I heard the way I heard it described, it wasn't like you know. You would hear that story and you would think, well, how would somebody ever fall for that, right? But he was um, he was quite convincing. Even, you know, like I said, asking them for repair orders and, you know, what can I do for you? And, and it wasn't like a, he just breezed in one day and collected rent. He yeah. had all these all this paperwork. He had um, a place where if you wanted to send your rent electronically, you could do that. Um, Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it seemed believable enough because the place had been in such flux. It had been, it had changed hands, and it had had a, a bunch of different managers in and out. Right. But, you know, so it, it, what's so sad to me about all of these stories is, like, during the pandemic, 
you know, you hear you hear the the happy stories, right, of of people kind of pulling together and working together during the pandemic, and then and then there's always there's always these kind of really ugly stories about, about the people that take advantage. Yeah, so for sure. It's what, unfortunate. What actions can landlords take to prevent themselves from becoming victims? Yeah, so um, I talked to an organizer with the Metropolitan Tenants Organization, and he said that he really thinks landlords should just it's very basic, just secure your building, you know. Um, he said he said that in one day of work, he, he visited like 24 buildings. He's very busy that day. Mm-hmm. He said every <laughs> single one of those 24 buildings, he could get in unimpeded. There was an unlocked door somewhere really? in the buildings. Yeah, so that, you know, just kind of keeping your property secure, keeping an eye on it, you know, don't let it sit vacant. Um, although I've, I've also been told some of these scams happen so fast, like, um, w- within a matter of days, like the, the, the person breaks in and lifts it right away. So just keep an eye on your property. That same guy actually said that there's another thing that would help renters, which would be if the city could create some kind of renter rental registry mm-hmm. where all these properties would be listed in one place. And that would really help you if you're out looking for an apartment, you could easily search this registry and see who owns the place and who's the legit person. So I think there's a few solutions there, some simple and some maybe would take a little bit more work. But okay. um, So where, yeah. where, can, where can folks go? This happens to them. They want to report this type of fraud. What do they do? Well, you know, like with any of these scams, I mean, I would make a police report, but I wouldn't get my hopes up because I think I think this is the sort of crime where you need to, you know, be on the front end, not, you know, prevent yourself from becoming a victim. I think it's really hard once it's done yeah. to ever recover your money. Um, so I would make a police report. It's useful to have that, but, I, you know... I wouldn't get my hopes up that they're going to catch the person. And, you know, there's another thing I should actually mention, because there will be listeners thinking about this. I've also heard on the other side of the coin um, from some small landlords who say they sometimes get victimized by a renter who moves in. And, you know, especially during the, um, the eviction moratorium, which was a great idea and very important to keep people safe during the pandemic, there were people that took advantage of that, too. Mm. So there's, it's kind of like one of those things where in a bad situation, there's, there's a lot of bad actors just a lot of trying, folks to, trying take to take advantage. advantage. Yeah. Well, that yeah. is Chicago Sun-Times consumer investigations reporter Stephanie Zimmerman. You can find her full story on renting scams on chicago.suntimes.com. Thank you, Stephanie. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.